0: Good morning, August 11th, 2020. For another episode of it, maybe because a good time to listen. <clears throat> Excuse me, this segment is called Don't Look Down and Don't Look Back. Don't Look Down and Don't Look Back. Well, let's get started. When I was in my 20s, my late ex-pastor, you should tell me quite often, don't look down and don't look back. I've never forgotten those words, even though sometimes I have a little trouble with the first half of that sentence. Nevertheless, it's great advice. Hold your head up and don't long for your past life or even take a glance at it for old time's sake. Remember last Wife? Or even look back because you think something important is back there and somehow you can go get it. No, you can't. Now, as different and uncertain and strange things have become, now is not the time to question God's ways. He's obviously working out something. So let's let him finish it. Here's some scriptures on perseverance. On perseverance. Looking down and looking back. <clears throat> perseverance. James Chapter one, verse two and four, two to four. And then I be Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds. Because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work, so that you may be sure may be mature and complete. I liking anything, that's right, so maybe may be hard to consider it joy when you face a trial or tribulation, but it's the testing of your faith, and boy, my faith has been tested for the last I don't know how many years, <laughs> but nevertheless, your faith has to be strong, especially in these last days. If you're going to stand for Christ, you have to be a rock. It's not going to happen overnight. But you got to keep pressing on. That's what perseverance is. You got to have patience. Another one, Romans chapter 5, verse 1 to 5 from the NIV. Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained, excuse me, to whom we have gained access by faith and His grace in which we now stand. And we boast in the hope of the glory of God. Not only so, but also glory in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance, character, and character, hope. And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit, who has, who he has given who has been given to us. So that's perseverance. Now looking down. Don't look down. St. Luke chapter 21, verses 25 to 28. They always excuse me, there always sign in the sun, moon, and the stars. On the earth, nations will be in anguish and perplexity at the roaring and tossing of the sea. People will faint from people will faint from terror, apprehensive of what is coming on the world, for the heavenly bodies will be shaken. At that time you will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. <clears throat> when these things begin to take place, stand up and lift up your heads because the redemption is during nigh. Now, during the paramount, during the tribulation period, well, it might be before that, but 27, verse 27 says, at this time they will see the Son of Man come in a cloud with power and great glory. The people, people are not gonna see Jesus when he comes back for his saints the first time. When he comes back with his, with his saints, to pick up the king uh to start his kingdom everybody's gonna see him there so when you start seeing this, the signs of the sun the moon the stars which is already happening and they in their anguish and perplexity at the roaring and tossing of the sea now the roaring and tossing of the sea before before a tsunami hits a scientific fact where eyewitnesses that they hear a roaring sound before the water comes in. So it seems like it's talking about tsunamis. So we're gonna have more of them. And the tossing of the sea, that could be caused by a hurricane the wind blowing over the water. People be like, oh, I've never heard like this before. Almost every time I see a disaster happens and I put on the weather channel, People say the same thing every year. Oh, I've been here 30 years. I've never seen it like this before. But because things are getting, progressively getting worse. Like they're supposed to, according to prophecy. Then he goes on and says, People will faint from terror, apprehensive of what is coming on the world. For the heavenly bodies will be shaken. But in First Thessalonians chapter 5, he tells us we're not supposed to be worried about this. See and out in, the, in the saints case, those who are saved, he said when these things begin to take place, stand up and lift up your heads because the redemption is during nigh. Not because the some, not because you said some man coming a second time, but he said when these other things start to take place, the signs and the sun, moon, and stars, the sun, the sun is giving off solar flash. God forbid one of those hit the Earth, we'd be done for. Signs in the moon, yeah, lunar eclipses back in 2014, 2015. And then stars falling from heaven, like asteroids. There was one that fell, I think, in 2013, or something like that in Russia. Shattered windows. The meteor came and hit, The earth meteorite came and hit the earth, bam. So, these things are starting. We're starting to get a taste of these things. uh, So, when you start seeing these things coming about, it said, Lift up your heads. So, no looking now. I said, Don't look now, don't look back. So, no looking now. And all from James chapter 4, verse 10. in the NIV at the portals. I'm like, what's this doing here? But now I see. Humble yourselves before the Lord and he will lift you up. So no looking down. Well, we have to humble ourselves before the Lord. Yes, you go to the throne boldly to the throne of grace, but don't go arrogantly. When you get there, you have to humble yourself before the Lord and he will lift you up. The next one says, Don't look down, don't look back. They are looking back. St. Luke chapter 9, verse 62 from the NIV. Jesus replied, No one who puts a hand to the plow and looks back is fit for service in the kingdom of God. Now, that may be all for some people to swallow, but the bottom line, I always use the, the example of cutting your grass in a mormon lawn. If you, you've got to look straight in front of you if you're going to cut the grass straight, you can't turn around behind you. You're not going to mow a straight line. You're going to all a the place. So in spiritual race, if you're looking back at your old life and you're like, boy, I sure wish I was back there. I sure had a lot of fun back there. I'm, 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 I wish I can go back there and do that again. Mentally, it's still there. So, you can't say, I'm going to follow Jesus, but you keep looking back your whole life. He says, You're not fit for service in the kingdom of God. He wants all of us. He doesn't want part of us or a portion of us. He wants all of us to be dedicated and committed to Him. So, Jesus replied, once again, it's to St. Luke chapter 9, verse 62, from the NIV. Jesus replied, No one who puts their hands to the plow and looks back is fit for service in the kingdom of God. So let's remember that. You can't have a little bit of both. You can't have the world and Jesus at the same time. It's not going to work. All right, Romans chapter 6, verse 20 and verse 20 to 22. For the NLT. Talking saints, when you were slaves to sin, you were free from the obligation to do right. And what was the result? You are now ashamed of the things you used to do, things that end in the eternal doom. But now you are free from the power of sin and have become slaves to God. Now you do those things that lead to holiness and result in eternal life. No, people don't like the word slaves, so you can use the word servants. I'm not gonna go into the thing about what a slave was back then. It's in, it's in Exodus. The, the way slaves were treated, uh, the way the Egyptians treated the Jews, and the way the whites treated the blacks in the, in the 17th century, totally different. If you read the book of Exodus, you see what a servant was, what a slave was back then. It's totally different the way they treat each other, night and day. During right. these, I wish I could say that. maybe one day I'll do it, but not now. During <clears> these <throat> rough times, we need to encourage one another, not tear each other apart. Yet, though individually, there will be times where we have to encourage ourselves, the Lord, like when David had to do it. In 1 Samuel chapter 30, verses 1 to 6, this is from the King James. And it came to pass when David and his men would come to Ziklag and smitten Ziklag and burned it with fire. I think I think something's wrong here. Let me get the Bible. Because uh, I may have inadvertently got rid of my line by mistake doesn't sound right. So, bear with me. I said first hand wrote to 30, it was 1 to 6. Yep. I should have did, I should have did get rid of something. I'm going to stay. And the past, the past, when David and his men would come to Ziglag on the third day that the Amalekites had invaded the south and, and Ziglag and smitten Ziglag and burned it with fire they taking the women captives that were therein. They didn't slew, they didn't kill them, not any of them, either great or small, but carried them away and went on their way. So David and his men came to the city, and behold, it was burned with fire. And their wives and their sons and their daughters were taken captives. They were gone. Then David and the people that were with them. With up their voice and wept and they, they cried until they had no more power to weep. And David's two wives were taken captives: Ahinoam, the, the Jezreelites, and Abigail, the wife of Nabal, the Cummelite. Now she wasn't still married to Nabal, Nabal was dead this time. And David was greatly distressed, for the people spake of stoning him. Because the soul of all people was grieved, every man for his sons and for his daughters. But David encouraged himself in the Lord his God. Mm. See, sometimes you have to encourage yourself in this race. There's not always going to be somebody around to lift you up, and maybe a lot of trouble all around you. You have nobody positive to help lift you up. Everybody around you might be just as sad as you are. So you might have to encourage yourself. So don't look down. Your help is up. Here's Psalms 121, verse 1 and 2 from the NIV. I lift up my eyes to the mountains. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. That's right. And don't look back like a person named Demas. 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 10a from the NIV. Demas, Paul saying, Demas has deserted me because he loves the things of this life and has gone to Thessalonica. So Demas and cut out on him. Because he was there to be helped, but you he loved the world too much. So don't look back, like Demas did. Nothing can be gained by looking down on the ground, and nothing can be gained by looking back. It's First Corinthians chapter fifteen, verse one to two, for the NIV. That's why everything I said, I try to back up with Bible. So you just just don't think I'm talking off the top of my head. Alright, 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 1 and 2 for the, end of the end. Now brothers and sisters, I want to remind you of the gospel I preached to you. This is Paul. I'll start again. This is Paul talking. Now brothers and sisters, I want to remind you of the gospel I preached to you. which you received and what you haven't taken your stand. By this gospel you are saved. If you hold firmly to the word I preach to you. Otherwise you have believed in vain. Now nobody wants to hear that. So if you're standing in this gospel. Make sure you're standing in it. Don't waver. Don't be half in and half out. Be all the way in. He said if you don't hold firmly to the end or well, if you don't hold firm to the word that was preached to you, then all I believe in you did in vain, wasn't worth nothing. You have to stick with it. Then what shall I offer to God, you may ask? But well, we can't earn a word to earn salvation or his grace. It's a free gift given upon confession and complete surrender. So all anyone can do the word it says in Romans 12 and 1 from King James. I beseech you, that means I beg you. I beg you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. So it's the least we could do since we can't ever possibly pay him back for all he's done for us. Other versions may say something like, this is your true and proper worship. So therefore, by offering ourselves back to God as a living sacrifice and holy, that's proper worship. Not just going to a building lifting all our hands and crying at a praise and worship song. It's more than that. It's a life. Now, until we as a church body confess and completely surrenders to God, we're singing in the main. Oh, I don't believe that. Alright, St. Matthew chapter 7, verse 21, for the L.T. Not everyone who calls out to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. Only those who actually do the will of my Father in heaven will enter. Well, to me, that's the scariest verse in the Bible. That's scarier, I said this before. To me, that's scarier than the book of Revelation. Because, see, the book of Revelation, most of, most of it, the saints are not here. This is a person who doesn't make the, the rapture, and is the a great way of judgment. And they're trying to plead their case before the Lord. But He says, not everyone who calls out to Me, Lord, Lord, is going to enter the kingdom of heaven. So not everybody who's singing, praise and worship songs is going to enter the kingdom of heaven. But what you have to do, you have to actually do the will of My Father in heaven. So whatever your job is on earth, through the Spirit, that's what you have to do. Whether it's being an overseas missionary, whether it's being a preacher, whether it's being a teacher, whether it's just being a person who who has. Uh, who has a con- witness to people. In your spirit, in your area, in your neighborhood, whoever God wants to use you, no matter how big or how small, you have to do the will of your Father. That's what's going to get you into heaven. Now, just saying i praise orchestra team. That's, that's not enough. There's a lot of people saying how a beautiful voice The life doesn't match up to what they're singing. So look up and live. Forget your past. Ah, that's easier said than done, you might say. Well, stop saying that. That becomes a hindrance to deliverance. Because now when you pray about that thing you are having trouble with, faith is no longer the first thing in your mind, but potential failure is. Get on your knees, the first thing you say is, ah, I know I want this, I know I want God to do that in my life, but that's easier said than done. The more you keep saying that, it becomes a hindrance to your faith. So now that's the first thing you think of when you're going to need potential failure. It never helps me. You know, it's just another false humility, low low self-esteem excuse for thinking oh I can't do it boo hoo hoo folks so if you've been saying you said then done, please stop you may think it's a plausible thing to say to show imperfection but it leads to a lax idea of victory and can't excuse me it can keep you out of it can keep me in a trench of self pity let me say that again So, folks, if you've been saying easier said than done, please stop. You may think it's a plausible thing to say to show imperfection, but it leads to a lax idea of victory and can keep you in a trench of self-pity. So, don't look down and don't look back. God bless you and have a smile upon you. In Jesus' name. Come on, folks, we gotta get this together. Long's coming back soon.